give ourselves away. Lord, we give ourselves to the word tonight. We give ourselves to your spirit. Lord, we, we invite you, Lord God, that you would just come and, Lord, have the preeminence in the service, but not only in the service, but in each and every heart. Lord, each and every life, every home, Lord, those on the stream, those that are here local, Father, we just invite you, God, that you would come tonight and, Lord, make yourself, Lord, visible to us, God, and real to us tonight, Father, and minister to the hearts and the lives of your people. God, we just pray you'll stabilize us on the word tonight and, Lord, anchor us in the rock of ages, dear God. Lord, we're so thankful that we can be here, so thankful for our church and our, our church family and, Lord, the, the, the ability and the, the words that you have given us to be able to come and, and just to worship you in spirit and in truth, Father. So, God, we just ask that you have your way now. We ask that you take complete control of the service, Lord. Anoint these lips that they would only speak, Lord, of the words of life and anoint the ears that they may receive of the words of life, Father. So, Lord, we just commit this time now. We commit this service to you, Father. And again, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we'll go ahead and get started. Amen. How many of you love the Lord tonight? I tell you. Sure, been enjoying Brother Timothy's ministry the last couple of services. All right, come on now, let's do better than that. You'll give the man a complex. We've enjoyed the word; he has done a fantastic job, and just yielding himself to the Spirit, and allowing the Lord to use him. And you know, again, I'm just so thankful to be a part of this ministry team. To you know, we have we have something great here, church. I'm just glad to be a part of it. Put my shoulder to the wheel tonight to be able to minister to you. We want to pick back up on where we spoke last time I spoke a couple weeks ago on the word will bring forth. I want to speak to you. The word will bring forth and we'll do a part two tonight. And I have probably several other parts, but we're not going to get into all those parts tonight. We're going to focus on part two. So we look here in John one in verse one, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If you turn to Genesis 1 and verse 26. So we're going to go back to the beginning. We're going to see, because the Bible says, in the beginning was the word in Genesis 1, 26. And it said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Then we find in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And notice in verse 28, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And in, ver- in Genesis 2 and verse 7, before I have you seated, Genesis 2 and verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God bless you. You can have your seats this evening. <clears throat> so from our previous study, we realized that man, man was made last of all of God's creation. God continued advancing his creation until he finally reached the pinnacle of his creation. Now, how many have ever been to the mountains and you think, wow, how beautiful, how majestic, how wonderful, and and you're just in awe of 
the creation of God. And some of you ladies, you probably feel that way about the beach, but I don't feel that way about the beach. But nevertheless, you go places and you're in, 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 in wonderment about how beautiful God's creation is. And yet you are God's greatest form of creation. You're the highest form of creation. All the other creatures were created, but notice none of the other creatures that were, were created were ever created in the likeness of God. Man was created in God's likeness, in God's image. And we find that man is the highest form of God's creation. And then in Genesis 2, we find that God took of the dust of the ground, same thing he made all the other creation from. And he made you that's here tonight of that creation. And so notice now, that man, that creative being, he was made on the same day as all animal life. But God just kept evolving in his creation because God had a thought in his mind that he wanted to have a family. And you were part of that family. But in order for God to have that family, he had to first create something that was in his image. He had to first create something that was in his likeness. And the animal life did not match God in that aspect. Even though they were a created being, they did not have God's image, God's formality, and God's uh, omnipotence. Everything that God was, we're going to find tonight. They, he poured that into his creation. So not only was God pleased with his creation, the Bible says now that he blessed them. That word blessed there means God stepped back and he adored his creation. It means to adore. God stepped back after he made all this that we're seeing tonight and all this, the great atmospheres and the great mountains and, and wonderful places and all the animal life. Those are in the sea, those are in the air, those that are on the ground. And yet when, when God created man and he put man in his own image, in his own likeness, God stepped back and God adored what he'd made. And sometimes you wake up and you look in the mirror and you think, my, look at me, I'm just a mess. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made God is adoring his creation again tonight because now that creation that he once created is now just another part of God's continuing of what he did back then but now this creation this creation right here tonight that I'm speaking to tonight is not only just in his image but this creation tonight bears his likeness because now in this hour his spirit is dwelling inside of his creature so we find, he says now, he stepped back and he blessed them. I tell you, Sister Jessica, you may have to sing tonight. It's a season to be blessed. My, we're blessed tonight, church. And you may have a crummy day. You may have been hitting everything. It seems like the devil's thrown everything he can. At you, but I'm here to tell you, you're blessed. Because God has stepped back and he stepped and he's looking at you in wonderment. Look at my pride. Look at my creation. They're withstanding Laodicea. They're overcoming Satan in his own needing. When the world is pushing for, for the gay and lesbian agenda, they're standing true. Women are women. Men are men. They're serving me. They're not just a denominational Christian, but they're a true born again believer and God is adoring you tonight Woo, church notice when he tells them now not only did he bless them but now he tells them be fruitful otherwise bring forth so we're speaking about the word will bring forth after his kind so be fruitful bring forth to increase to bear fruit you're not here just to sit on the church pew you're not here just to put money in an offering plate, but you're here. 
to be a replication of Christ himself, of God himself. Notice he says, and, and multiply, and that word multiply there means to become many, become numerous, to make much, to make many. Now, some of us has tried that in our own natural families. Some of you blondes will get that tomorrow. But it's to replenish, to make, to multiply. And the word replenish there means to accomplish what I've set you out to do. To replenish, to accomplish, to fulfill the commission that he's given you. It's not to have a house full of kids, even though the Bible says that your quiver's full and all that kind of stuff. No, but it's to bear fruit of his likeness. So we, call, we recall from our last study that we spoke about that life comes from the seed. All life, no matter where it comes from, it comes from the seed. And life is in the seed. And we find that the spoken word is that original seed. So when you go to Genesis 1, you find God said, God said, God said, God said. And everywhere God said, it manifested and manifested and manifested. And when he said, let us make man in our image, I'm going to tell you, it's manifesting once again. Now we find now, we, we find in Matthew 1, we're going to kind of take our time and look at this tonight. Brother Timothy looked at my timer. I said, I'll stop early, don't worry. Matthew 1, we're going to find that Jesus is the word of God. He was the one that was spoken of in the beginning. But Eve did not wait to fulfill that portion of the word. She jumped the gun or... She received another seed instead of waiting to receive from Adam of the spoken word. Now we find here in Matthew 1 and verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with the child, notice, of the Holy Ghost. So here we find, let us make man in our image. That was, that was a decree that was made in Genesis but now we're jumping over into the New Testament, the very first chapters of the New Testament. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, he was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So God had already spoke a word and that word was now about to materialize and bring forth what he should have brought forth in Genesis. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save the people from their sins. Verse 22. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled. Notice which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. So God had already spoke this and though yet we find that he's referencing Isaiah, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which shall be interpreted God with us. First John 1 and verse 1. That which was from the beginning, Genesis 1, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. 
For the life was manifested and we have seen it and we bear witness and we show unto you that that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us, that which we have seen and heard and declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the word that was made manifest. He is the word. He and the word are one. They are the same. That seed that was spoken in the beginning was now about to be manifested. Are we find in Matthew 1 that it was manifested in Jesus? And Brother Branham would tell us in the message, the spoken word is the original seed. He was that seed that Eve should have produced. He was that offspring. Now, bear in mind, seed means offspring, descendant. It means children. So he was that offspring or that seed that Eve should have produced. He was that seed, but she hybrid it by disbelieving the word of God. See, he was that seed. And the only way that life could be in the reproduction of life, life had to come through the seed and that seed had to die in order to spread out life. And that's why the water was given the water to water the seed. He said, now the Holy Spirit that was in the Garden of Eden was to water the seed. But that seed never came forth in the Garden of Eden in the aspect of Jesus Christ. Now, in the message, the spoken words, original seed, he said, man was not made to die. But yet every day you wake up with a new ailment. You wake up with a new sickness, a new report from the doctor. You wake up with spots on the brain or you wake up with this and that or you have a child and that child has this affliction and that affliction and this affliction but see man in the beginning was not made to die man was made to live but hybriding Eve because she took in another seed she received the lie of the enemy what did it do it cost you or it caused you to have all your heartache it's caused you to have all your pain, all your aches, all your ailments, all your, the sirens, everything that you hear, every hospital, every doctor, everything that was done was done because Eve did not wait to fulfill the promised word of God, which she would have if she had just tarried a little longer. So brother man will tell us now, Jesus is the word may manifest. He and the word is one and the same. And that's why it was so to be made manifest in him so perfectly. That's the reason that God manifested himself so perfectly in Jesus because he was the seed word, the germ word itself, the germ that's inside the seed, the life that's inside the seed. And that word germ, when the prophet of God speaks of that word germ, he's speaking about the life. So this is, they're, they're one and the same. Germ means life. And every seed has a germ in it or it has life in it. And whatever you water that seed with, whatever's on the inside, the life that lays on the inside of that seed will manifest itself. So he says now, and Jesus had to be broken up there in order for that seed to let forth of its life to water all the other seeds that were coming. Oh, man, what a beautiful revelation. That seed. So it necessarily couldn't come in that hour and that moment in Genesis. It had to wait for this hour or 
And when Jesus came, it was manifested, but that seed couldn't stay alive. It had to be broken and so that it could water all the other seeds that were coming. And the prophet of God will say, I'm sending forth the spirit to water it and it will produce just exactly. It'll produce miracles. It'll produce the power of God. It will produce and it will deny anything or it will not deny anything because it's kindred with the seed. So that's why you can't disbelieve the word because there's a life on the inside of you that will not allow you to disbelieve the word when you hear the word and receive the word you become the word because what the quickening power of the spirit the water it is quickening the seed on the inside and what is it doing it's bringing forth the life what's already laid inside of you I say oh glory to God some of you didn't know that you were seed but God came by your way anyway and he broke it open and watered that seed with the words of life notice now all that God was He pours himself into Christ. He emptied himself. He keynoted himself into Christ. But it didn't stop there. Because God said, I'm going to bring forth. Replenish. Multiply. Replenish the earth. And he said that all that Christ was, he emptied himself into his bride. I said, oh, come on, little bride. What is it? It ain't mama and daddy's religion. You have been quickened for this hour. You were seed from the beginning. And what you're doing now is only manifesting what you were there. So though Adam and Eve fell in the beginning and it brought forth death, The word had already been spoken. Let us, brother, he'll make man in our image. And God had already blessed it. So I don't care what you're going through tonight. You're already blessed. He's already blessed it. Well, I don't feel like it, brother. That's beside the point. The spoken word has already been blessed by almighty God. Notice now, the word that has been spoken, it spoke of your coming and you've already been blessed and there's nothing that the devil can do to stop that word from manifesting. It may try you with cancer, but cancer don't have enough. It may try you with affliction. It may try your children. It may try your own physical body. It may try your finances, but I'm here to tell you tonight, Satan don't have enough because why? The word has already been spoke over your life and what is he doing? It's quickening the life that's on the inside of the sea. And that seed, God declared, will bring forth in its, in its season after his kind. God in the beginning blessed his creation and he commissioned his creation to, to replenish, to fulfill my word. He's commissioning them to bring forth just like they are. Because they're in his image, in his likeness, in his similarity. Therefore, we are to bring forth more sons and daughters of God by the spoken word. So we find that Jesus was the seed that Eve should have produced, but she listened to the lie. And anytime you listen to the lie, complex, doubt, depression, unbelief, fear, anxiety, worry, worthlessness. Anytime you listen to those things, you will never produce the the life that's laying on the inside of you. 
But when you can look away from all those things, you can look away and push away Satan's lies and receive what the word says, that in there you've been made in my image, in my likeness, in my similitude. You're going to be just like me. And when you can receive that word, then from your innermost beings, whether you know it or not, you begin to materialize. And you're from your innermost being. You begin to become that word. Come on, church, amen, a little bit louder than that. What am I telling you tonight? When you respond to the word, and I'm not trying to work you up and get you to respond, but I'm telling you, when you respond to the word with your amen, so be it, God, that's the word for me, that from the inside it takes root and something begins to break apart. All the unbelief breaks apart off your life. It breaks apart off that sea, and the life that's laying in the sea becomes to manifest, and then you believe the word, and then you believe for healing, and then you believe the and then you believe the power of God and then you can believe for your lost loved ones I say oh glory to God tonight Lord I believe tonight help thou my unbelief notice now there was a germ of life that come from the real seed he says but God proved that it was his seed because he rose them up again that through that life that's going over the original seed like was given to Eve over his real church is bringing forth life again. You're not bringing forth Tim Pruitt's life. Though we sit under a great ministry, he's not wanting a bunch of copycat Tim Pruitt's or Timothy Pruitt's or Aaron Oglesby's. No, he's wanting to bring forth of his own self. God has a desire to have a family and some of those families are short. Some of them are tall. Some of them are big. Some of them are skinny. We're a bouquet of different types. But nevertheless, we're of his kind. Not personality followers, but we're the follower of the word of God. And I say, let that word, oh God, be it down to me according to your word. You want a son in this hour? I'll be your son. You want a daughter in this hour? I'll be your daughter. I will let the word have its way in my life. You want to move, Lord? Move through me tonight. Don't let me hinder the moving of the Spirit. Don't let me push down and stop the flowing of the water coming across the sea. It may not be your night, but it may be somebody else's. Don't you hinder the water flowing over that predestinated seed. You have some people, they just, if it ain't about them, they just shut down. It may not be about you tonight. But don't shut down, create an atmosphere so that seeds can be manifested. There's times we preach, we pour our hearts out. We go to the back and we think, well, that was a flop. These brothers will tell you, amen, they ain't doing it right now. But they'll tell you, sometimes you just feel like, wow, that just whoop. But what you find, somebody come up to you later, that's exactly what I needed. That helped me so much. Because see, it wasn't for everybody. It was maybe for one or two or three or four. But it was God's word in God's season. It fell on good ground. And now we find it begins to produce what was already inside of it. Woo! So the germ is the life. Now notice, now I'm going to get into some stuff tonight. And I'm going to do my best to contain myself. Told my wife, oh, man, I've been up and shut up in all, all the day today. And I'll tell you what, it was getting rich up there. I had to finally stop and say, look, you can't go no path, no further than this. Stop right here. 
I'd be, hey, we'd be here three hours a night or more, but we ain't going to do that. So let's just move forward. Woo. Let's move forward. Yeah. We, <laughs> just, let's look in Colossians 1 and verse 12. Notice now, Jesus is the beginning of the creation of God. I'm going to show you something tonight. Jesus is the firstborn. He's the firstborn, and he's also the beginning. So we're going to go through some scriptures. Colossians 1 and verse 12, we'll start there. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of his inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. And everybody here tonight should be able to say amen to that. I've been delivered from the power of darkness, and he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now, his son, Jesus, hold on to that. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Notice verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? You didn't know what God looked like until Jesus walked the shores. You didn't know what God was until he came in a manger. You, we didn't know what God, we, didn't, we couldn't fathom God, all his greatness, all his glory. And yet he came down and he took on the form of man. And many did not believe because why? God was so magnificent. God was so awe-inspired. And yet God created a vessel and he came and dropped down to live in that vessel. And when that vessel was here, that vessel declared to you the invisible God was now made visible. And he was the beginning of the creation. Creation of God. Notice for, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Everything we do, whether it be word or deed, we do it in Jesus Christ's name. Because that is the name of God. So now, verse 18. He is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead? Notice he's the firstborn from the dead. Now let's jump to John 11, verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead... Yet shall he live. So he's declaring, I'm the firstborn from the dead. But if you believe in me, though you were dead, yet you shall live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Acts 26 and verse 23. That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and unto the Gentiles. Notice, the first to rise from the dead. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and he has become the first fruits of them that sleep. For since by man came death, that's through Adam, by man came also the resurrection of the dead, that's through the second Adam. For as Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be alive. 
So we find, if we go back and we look at this, and the Bible tells us that he's the first fruit for all them that slept. So all down since Adam's time until Jesus' time, they all slept, they all died, and they should have all been made in the image of Christ. But what happened? Eve hybrid, and she brought death upon Adam's race or to the human race. And now every man that was born, he had to go by the way of the grave. He had to die. But when this man came, he wasn't born of a man. He was born of the Holy Ghost. He was birthed by Almighty God. He was the firstborn of many, many, uh, many brothers. He was the first, and he is the beginning of the creation of God. And I'm here to tell you tonight, when he rose again, he made a way for you not to die. He made a way for you to break every curse of sin and he broke it off of you so that the Adamic race, that, that curse that was on Adam and on his, on his kind, it was broken off of the second Adam and of his kind and now what he was, we are. I say, oh, glory to God tonight. All that God was, I am. Let me slow down a little bit. I'm getting excited. I apologize. So we find here, Revelations 1 and verse 18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I had the keys of hell and of death. Revelations 3 and 14. This is to our age. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. The brother Brown tells us in why it had to be shepherd. He said he started a new creation. He, Jesus, started a new creation. What was it? A creation of himself. God was made flesh and dwelt among us. Was God, he said, God was created in human form. In Jesus Christ, his son, God dwelt. He built his tabernacle of flesh and bones. And he lived in that tabernacle, God, Emmanuel, God with us. He built himself a house to live in so that he could reflect his word to his subjects through that house. He said, you know what God is when you see Christ. So the invisible God was now made visible. And the Bible tells in 1 John 1 and 1, and that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands and have handled of the word of life. Now, that invisible God is made visible again today. Not in a one-man ministry, but now in a multi-member body. Because it's a continuation of the creation of God. Because he's bringing forth of his kind. Oh my. Oh my. Notice what he says in Laodicean church age. How could God be creative if he's a spirit? And you're probably wondering that tonight. How could God be creative if he's a spirit? How could that be? He's eternal. He never was created. <clears throat> Excuse me. He never will be created because he was God at the beginning but see, in the beginning of the creation of God was Jesus Christ when he was made manifest, when God lived in him. So he became the beginning of the creation of God when he made Jesus and when he came and lived inside of that vessel, then he became the beginning of a new creation. Church, we're not of the old creation. We're of the new creation. So notice, 
See, he is God's creation. Oh my, the first and the last, the amen, the beginning of the creation of God. When God created himself a body, he come down and lived in it. That's the beginning of the creation of God. I say, God live in this body. God live in this body. God come and live in me tonight. Let my life be a continuation of that same life, that same spirit, that same anointing, that same word. Let it continue to flow forth in this hour, though it may be a dark hour, dark, an hour of, uh, of apostasy. But yet, God, let that life come and live inside of me. And may it manifest, not of the old Adamic race, but of the new creation, of that new race, of that super church, of that super race. God, let the word be formed in me that I can be a display of your character. He says, now the holy blood that was created by God, the blood, the life, the creation of God, Jesus was the beginning of the creation of God. You see, God made in creation. He was the spirit. The Bible said he's the beginning of the creation of God. How did he begin? In the womb of a woman. Notice Mary's response to the angel. Be it unto me. And when you come to church, That should be your response to the angel, to the one that's ministering to you, to the presence of God. It's not a time to block it and shut it back and I don't feel good or preach me happy. No, it's be it unto me, Lord. Be it unto me. Let that word, Lord, though I may not understand it, let it quicken the seed. Let it come across my path. Lord, don't let me get worried about the music and how loud the speakers are and how bad this one smells or or this one does this. God, let it be unto me according to thy word. Let thy word be formed to me. He said that was the seed, the original seed when when Mary said, be it unto me. He said that was when the seed came. I said, oh, glory to God. If the right attitude toward the promise of God revealed seed then it's going to manifest seed now so you might as well say God be it unto me tonight let the word be formed to me tonight let it come forth from me tonight God let it be the same seed the same race the same power the same anointing Lord be it unto me tonight God in his spirit notice he's a spirit so he couldn't be created but he created a body He's got bodies here tonight. He created a body that he could live in. Notice, and in that body, he ate in that body. He slept in that body. He talked through that body. He walked in that body. He healed in that body. He preached in that body. He performed miracles in that body. He cast out devils in that body. He walked on water in that body. He rose from the grave in that same body. He ascended on high in that same body. He was the beginning of the creation of God. And if that was the beginning, what about us now? All that he was, we are. And if he can eat in that body, if he can preach in that body, if he can walk on water in that body, if he can cast out devils in that body, what about this body? What about the manifested seeds today? We're going to bring forth the same results, church. I say, oh, glory to God tonight. The same word, the same anointing, the same power, the same gospel, the same word. Because it's the same God. Oh, my. Notice, he was once God above him. They didn't know what he looked like. 
And he became God with them through the prophets. But now, in Christ, in that new creation, he became God in them. That's why he's a new creation. He's the beginning of the new creation because now God was determined. Never before had God ever lived in his creation until Jesus. And Jesus was the beginning. He was the firstborn. He was the wave offering that there's more to come. There's going to be more seeds coming to life. Where once God was above them, where once he just was with them, but now it's the new creation. And we're the continuation of that new creation because we're not here because of our own efforts. We're here because the Holy Spirit is now tabernacle in this hour, in this age, man again. Oh, come on, church. So what he was then, he is now. He is now. He is now. You may have didn't feel like that this morning. Or you may have had a rough week. But what he was then, he is now. Sister Loretta, he is now. What he was, the same power, same authority, is what he is now. Same power, same authority. Who has more authority in heaven? A sinner saved by grace or an angel? He said a sinner that's been saved by grace has more authority in heaven than the angel who never sinned. Think about what God has thought of you because not only were you just a sinner, God doesn't see that aspect of you. He sees the beginning or he sees a continuation of the creation. Man, in my likeness, in my image. See, all that God did in that body as the beginning of the creation of God, we are to continue. That's why we don't preach another gospel than what Paul preached. We preach the same thing Paul preached. We preach the same thing all the prophets preached because it's the same word. We don't deviate off of it. We stay right with it. The Bible tells us in Colossians 1 and verse 26, even the mystery which had been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made manifest in his saints. Notice it used to be a mystery where God was, who God was. But now we find in verse 27, to whom God will make known what is the riches of his glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Come on, Christ. Come on. I know you don't feel like it this evening, but I'm going to tell you, you're Christ this evening. You're the same creation. You're being birthed by almighty God. You couldn't stay in sin if you had to because why? God had already spoke a word over your life. Let me just tell some of you moms and dads, Satan can't keep your kids, but because he's got a word that's already been spoke over it, that they had their offspring, they shall be there. I say, back up, devil. Take your hands off of God's property tonight. We got a word, and that word will bring forth. I know, glory to God tonight. The word cannot return void, but it will accomplish. It will manifest. It will produce of its kind. I say, be it unto me tonight, Father. Let me be of that kind. Let me be of that same spirit. Woo. What was once a mystery is now made manifest. What was once a mystery has now been made manifest in the bride. Notice, let's see in church age. 
my, my, my. He says to show that he was the first, he was the beginning of the creation of God. Oh, do you catch it? How could God be creative? He's a spirit. How could he be? He's eternal. He never was created. He never will be created because he was God at the beginning. But he that is the beginning of the creation of God was Jesus Christ when he was made manifest. When God lived in him, he is God's creation. Only the beginning. Oh my. Only the beginning. The first and the last. The amen. The beginning of the creation of God. When God created himself a body, he came down and lived in that. That's the beginning of the creation of God. He says, oh, isn't that wonderful? And now we find he showed his deity right there. I'm the Almighty. I am he that was, which is, and which shall come, the Almighty, to the church at Ephesus. Said it three times. Is that right? Comes right on over to the Laodicean and said, I am the amen. I was the first back there. I am the last over here. I am the beginning of the creation of God. That through the church ages, they were to have, you'll learn that I am God. God created man in form and I am the beginning of the creation of God. Only the beginning. He had seven ages to manifest himself. He manifested himself down through seven ages. And now we're here. Well, the Omega God or the Alpha God is now the Omega. He's the one and the same, the beginning and the ending. He says, you see what I mean? He said, it is the germ that come from the sea. He is the word of God made perfectly manifest. He is correctly the son from the first Adam, was the son that was promised through Adam to continue on the human race. And so what you are tonight is the continuation of that Genesis promise. Notice everything that Adam lost, Jesus was. Woo. What did Adam lose? Adam lost an eternal reign. Adam could speak and things would move. Come on, are you with me tonight? Sometimes we wish we could speak things and they move. But I'm telling you, we're getting back to a place, church, when we can speak not just of our own willy-nilly self, but we can speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit and you can see things move. You can speak to that devil and he's got to take his hands off. You can speak to that life and that life has to go. Why? Because we are back on speaking terms with the Father. Because why? It is no longer the Adam race coming down, but now he, the beginning has now flowed down through seven church ages and we are the culmination of all of it. I say, oh, glory to God tonight. We are the finality. We are the final voice to the final age. We are the mouthpiece of Almighty God. If he is ever going to come, he's got to come through you. He's got to come through us tonight. I say, fit unto me, Lord, according to your word. Ooh, hallelujah. Let that word be formed in me. He said, you can't be seen now. Can we spin that clock back about 30 minutes? Mercy. He says, you can't be seed and disagree with the word. Did you hear that? 
You can't be seed and disagree with the word because the word is the seed. And if you are the word, how can you disagree with it? You'd be disagreeing with yourself. And we ain't split personality. We ain't uh, bipolar people. Uh, God don't create bipolar people. We don't, he don't create split personality. No, we believe the word. We stay with the word. And the nature of our parents. How many of you have ever heard, we've talked about it, the family strain that follows a family. Now, I got a young son over here, and I got a young daughter right here. And she goes off to Ohio last year. They said, we're going to call up little Joe Adams. So why they call little Joe? She don't look like me. She's beautiful, pretty hair, talented, plays the piano really well. But what is it? There's something that was deposited in her. She didn't question it. She had no, she couldn't stop it. She couldn't hinder it. She had nothing to do with it, but it manifested itself out. Well, it was the nature of her father. And what am I telling you tonight? You didn't ask for it, but he was there anyway. He deposited anyway. And in the right time, in the right moment, it begins to manifest. What's manifesting? The attributes of the father, the attributes of the word has been taken. That's why you say amen to the word. That's why you can dance. That's why you can shout. That's why you can scream. That's why you can rejoice. Why? Because the attributes of the Father is manifesting itself. They want to tell you we don't have to get emotional. I can't help it. I am what I am because the Father's nature is manifesting through me. And if you had my Father, you may do the same. See, we take the nature nature of our parent, the attribute begins to flow out. Now, as we go on a few more services down, if I had the opportunity to speak to you, I want to speak to you on manifested sons. That's part five. Somewhere around there. Yeah, I don't work myself way out there in the future. This full time is great. Study, study, study. But we find See, Brother Brown says you can't make yourself anything different than what God intended you to be. Come on, somebody needs to tell their complex, I can't make myself nothing but what God intended me to be. See, anything else is an impersonation. Therefore, if your conversion is only because you're trying to hide behind something or trying to make yourself a better person, you're only playing the part of a hypocrite. See, you can't make yourself bride. You're not bride by your choosing, but you're bride by God's choosing. A cocklebur can only be a cocklebur. You, you can hybrid it, you can mix it, but in the end, it's going to only be a cocoa burr. Now, as much as I like to be tall, dark, handsome, I'll never be that. Y'all supposed to laugh right there. As much as I would love to be a great singer and the Spirit of God just come flooding down and bathe over the people, that gift is not in me. 
I'm not going to get up. You do, huh? I'm not going to get up here and try to manufacture that and impersonate that. We'll all be plugging our ears tonight. But see, I can only be what God's deposited in me. See, and if that life is in you, you can't manifest nothing but that life. You say, well, Brother Joe, then why do some people take a long time? Why is it 40 years, 50 years, 90 years? Because a son of God, a seed can lay dormant for a long time. But it doesn't mean that the seed was never deposited. The seed was always deposited. It was put there before the foundation of the world. When Before God blew out the planets off of his head, God planted that seed inside of you. You were a thought of God there and then. So he says here now, notice, we're not bastard-born children. I want you to get that tonight. You may feel like that sometimes, but you're not bastard-born children. A mule can never breed itself back to a horse. A mule can never breed itself back to a donkey. But a mule will always be a mule. He's going to die a mule, and he'll never produce offspring. What am I telling you? You'll never be a denominational believer. Because that seed ain't inside of you. What's on the inside is the word seed. And from that word, when it comes in contact with that word, with the spirit of God, and the spirit of God reigns out and quickens that seed, it will manifest of its kind. We're genuine sons and daughters of God. Let me get somewhere where I can bring this, start bringing this down. All right. He said, all of God's sons must be the same. To be born of the word and spirit brings us back to the spoken word again, like in John 3. To be born of the water and of the spirit, what does it do? Then it brings you right back again Unto the place where you should have been at the beginning. See, that's the reason of Christ's death. It brings us right back again to sons of God. And he said, Eve would have brought forth that child. She would have finally done it. Did not God tell her, multiply and replenish the earth? Now, I'm going to go here for a few more minutes. All right. I'm going to tap on this. I tapped on it last time, and I didn't get to get where I wanted to go, so just hold on tight. Will you hold on tight with me tonight? We find in Ephesians 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us. Now that word blessed there means, that means he has prospered us. It's a different word blessed than it was in Genesis. Now he's prospering that seed. And he says now with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Now some of you are looking for acceptance. There's your acceptance right there. You're looking for a click, click up with that. You look for somebody to fellowship with, fellowship with that word right there. He has made you accepted in the beloved. 
So notice, we think, well, I chose God when I did this. And well, it was such a bad thing. And, you know, I chose God. I, I decided I was going to serve God. No, you didn't have anything to do with it. God chose you. He said we were chosen in him. And that word chosen, it means to pick out. God picked you out. Now, I was a fat kid when I grew up. I was the last to be picked. Don't be laughing. I was the last one. I sit there like this. You know how my self-esteem felt? But this ain't the case with God. God said, I was chosen before the foundation of the world. Where was I chosen? Not on the volleyball court when I was the last one because I was short or because I was stupid and couldn't move and unathletic. No, I was chosen in God's mind before the foundation of the world. God chose me in him. I said, oh, glory to God. And if God ever chose you tonight, he can't unchoose you. You know, sometimes you wish you could unchoose people. Because they fall over their self, they stumble, they miss the ball. They, I wish I would have never picked them. But it ain't like that with God. If God ever chose you, he can't unchoose you. I said, oh, glory to God tonight. God chose you, church. You were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. He picked you out. There's millions out there that ain't sitting where you're sitting. But God chose you to sit here. God chose you to be a part of your family. God chose you to be a part of this church. God chose you tonight. And God will not unchoose you. What did he choose you in himself? And what did he do? Predestinated us unto the adoption of children to bring forth. He predestinated you. Now, I'm going to go in this just for a minute. Now, hold on to your seat. I may be a little past 830. Notice now, he says, Smyrna Church age, before there was ever a speck or stardust, before God was God, God is an object of adoration, and no one was there to worship him, so he was at that time only potentially God. He was known only as the eternal spirit, but the bride was already in his mind. Well, I'm having a bad day, but you was already in his mind. Well, I don't feel like I'm saved, but you was already in his mind. Well, I'm going through a trial, but you was already in his mind. My finances are bad, but you was already in his mind. He said, yes, she was. She was existing in his thoughts. And what about those thoughts of God? He says, they are eternal, are they not? He had chosen us in him, Jesus, before the foundation of the world. That means that right there with him in the mind and thoughts of God before the foundation of the world, that gives an eternal quality to the elect. And you can't get away from that. Now, not everyone that is living, every human that is living can fit that scripture. It's only for the chosen. It's only for those that were with Christ, that was with the Lamb before the foundation of when he was slain. It's only for those that was in the mind of God and the thoughts of God. And when he was thinking of a family, when God desired to have a family, God put you there. Oh, my. You know, when I never thought about having a family. I never knew God would give me a beautiful wife. 
and she is beautiful. I didn't know he would give me three beautiful daughters, and they are beautiful. He, that he would give me a, a handsome son. I never imagined it, but God did. And when God needed certain qualities to be a part of that family, God thought of you, and God thought of you, and God thought of you, and God placed you there. You were chosen in him there because there's something inside of you. You may tick a little bit different than somebody else, but it fits God's family. And God was determined that in this hour, he's going to manifest the attributes of his family. Chosen in him, predestinated unto the sons of God, to the children of God. That's why you're here tonight. What you're doing here tonight, you're expressing the quality that was in God's mind. The word that was in God's mind. You're here tonight expressing, manifesting who God is. My brother Brandon will go on the spoken word. He says, now, who is it? To everybody, he said, no, only to the faithful in Jesus Christ. Now, to the faithful in Christ. Now, he's talking to the church now. This is not to the outside. This is to the church. According as he has chosen us, did, he, did, you, did we choose him? He says, oh, he says, no, you were, according to the word, you didn't. Jesus said, he never, or you never chose me. I chose you. And yeah, he says, when did he choose it? When did Jesus say he chose his church? Before the foundation of the world, according as he has chosen us in him, not at the last revival, that Dr. So-and-so had. No, no. He says, you might read that in the creed or in a textbook, but not in this one. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, when we were chosen at the last revival, the night we got saved, he says, he says, now listen, when there wasn't a world, no, he said there wasn't a star. There was no atoms. There was no molecules. That's when we were chosen. See, before the foundation of the world, not members. We're not members. We're born into the family of God. Let me tell you, church, tonight, he predestinated you to be there. Now, that word predestination is a strong word, and a lot of people push back on it, and a lot of people fear it. But I'm going to end here tonight with this right here. He says, notice, now, it's not the person that comes predestinated eternally from God. It's the word or the seed that comes predestinated eternally from God. It's not your physical body, but it's the seed that was deposited inside of that body before the foundation of the world that comes predestinated. So, brother, I got to have some scripture. Thank you. I'll give it to you. Romans 8, verse 27. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called, that word called means divinely selected or appointed according to his purpose for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. That word conformed there means to be in his similarity in the same form. He wants us to be in his likeness. Notice, but he foreknew us. So God had foreordained that the church should appear before him, holy, blameless, without spot, without wrinkle. No matter whether you, you make it or not, God's going to have a church without spot or blemish. Now he says predestinated. It's not a very good word for an evangelist, evangelist or a minister to use because it kind of confuses the people when you say predestinate. 
It's kind of like being picked last. Nobody likes to be picked last. Well, he didn't even pick me. God don't operate that way. Notice, God knows by foreknowledge. See, there are people that don't believe in predestination even though we find it in the Bible. But God being God, he's infinite. He's all-knowing. He knows the end from the beginning. Therefore, God had foreknowledge. He knows what will be. He knows when it will be, how it would be. God knows it all. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the choices that you will make. Notice now, he knows when you will make those choices. Good, right, wrong, or indifferent. God knows. So God does not predetermine evil acts of man, nor does God cause those evil acts, but rather these acts are permitted because why? By the foreknowledge of God. God knows that man will make the choice that they make and laying before each and every one of us here tonight is a choice to receive the word or reject the word. And I'm here to tell you, God already knows the choice that you're going to make. And some of you have already made the choice. And because of God's foreknowledge, and he knows the choice that you would make, he predetermines your destiny. I say, oh, glory be to God. That's why we're here. The foreknowledge of God, the predestination under sons of God. God knew that you would turn down the world. God knew that you would quit the drugs. God knew that you would quit alcohol. God knew you would turn things away and receive this word and receive this message. Wow, because of his foreknowledge and because of that he can predetermine your future that's why he can say that I'll give you a new body that's why he can say I got a rapture prepared for my bride why because the foreknowledge of God has already predetermined that you'll be in a body change you'll be in the rapture you'll be treading on streets ago you'll be in a new home it's all based on foreknowledge And if he's God, and he is, and he's infinite, there's nothing that God don't know. All right. He said, that's the reason the entire church, every person that will ever be in a rapture, their name was put on the Lamb's book of life before the foundation of the world. That's right. God knew it. Musicians, you can make your way back. We may have part six now. I'm going to bring this to a close here. See, God knows, he knows your heart. The Bible tells us in Romans 8, 27, he searches the heart and he knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. See, God being infinite in the beginning knew the end from the beginning. Therefore, he knew what people would do. So he could foretell what would take place he knew what would be, therefore, before Esau or Jacob was born, God could say, Esau have I hated, but Jacob have I loved. You think, man, God, that's, that's wrong. You chose one over the other. God knew the choice that Esau would make. God knew that Esau did not covet the birthright, that Esau despised the birthright. And when Esau got hungry, and when Esau had a need, and Esau knew the only way that he would ever get that need met, he had to surrender his birthright. And he also knew that in Jacob, Jacob wanted the birthright. Jacob was willing to do whatever it took to receive that birthright. See, he knew the choice. And therefore, by that choice, he can look back and say, Esau 
have I hated? He didn't hate Esau the man. He hated Esau the choice because he chose to reject the birthright. But Jacob have I loved because he loved the birthright. He loves this word. He loves this message. When so many are walking away from it, he doesn't hate them. Well, then no man would perish, but all would come to everlasting life. But he knows the choice. He despises the choice. He despises the choice, but he loves all. I'm here to tell you tonight, church, the word is bringing forth. Because there's a people in the land today. Just play something. There's a people that's in the land today like Jacob, they want the birthright. And because of that choice, God's predestination. It's not into hellfire. It's not into the tribulation period. He's predestinated you to one moment in a new body. Some of us are needing that new body quicker than others. But that's, our pre- that's what he's determined our destiny to be. So tomorrow morning, when you wake up and you're feeling all bad, think about it. God's predestinated me to something greater than this. And Satan's doing all that he can to keep that predestinated, foreordained seed from manifesting. But he don't have enough. He's tried alcohol, Brother Johnny. He's tried drugs. He's tried homelessness. He's tried despair. He's tried suicidal thoughts. He's tried depression. He's tried anxiety. He's turned your kids against you, but he don't have enough. Because why are you here tonight? Because you're manifesting the eternal thoughts of God. We're here. And as long as we're here, we're going to bring forth. And that word is going to water It's going to come down in our services and it's going to water the spirit. It's going to quicken the seed. You say, Brother Joe, what happens if I go in the grave? What happens? Well, you've got a free ticket. You're coming up first. That grave can't hold you. I'm saying that grave can't hold you. Let me just say that sickness can't hold you. That financial trouble can't hold you. That trial that you're in, it can't hold you. Let me tell you, you can put this body in the ground, but there's been a word spoken. There's been a word spoken over it. I'm going to have a son. I'm going to have a daughter. They're going to be in my likeness. And let me tell you, on that day, when Gabriel blows that trumpet, they're coming up. There's the people coming up. Coming up to what? Coming up to the match piece. They're going to be bone of his bone, power of his power. They're going to be just like him. Let me tell you, that's who we are. Oh, don't let your trial, don't let your situation get you down. Realize your destiny has already been determined. And ain't no devil, ain't no grave, ain't nothing you're going through going to keep you down. We're determined. We are predestinated. We are predestinated for the heavenlies. Come on, little Rebecca. Let's worship him now. Realize you're predestinated. 
Brother James, you're predestinated. Brother Jimbo, you're predestinated. Katie, you're predestinated. Alana's cancer couldn't take you because God predestinated that seed. Brother Johnny, Sister Maritha, he can't have them kids because why? God's predestinated. He's already given you a word. Esther, that barren seed is going to come forth because God's already spoke a word over it. It may be years, but the years don't quit, God. The years don't stop, God. In God's time, in God's moment, he's going to quicken that seed, and that seed is coming up. I say that seed will come up. It's God's word. It's God's truth. It's God's promise. It's God's time. Now it's God's time. There ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down There ain't no
Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise Him tonight. Hallelujah. He is worthy of our praise. He paid the price. And He's going to pull you up out of the ground. He's God in the Father. He's God in the Son. He's God in the Holy Ghost. He's God all three in one. And I know God is God. And He don't ever change. I know God is God. And Jesus is His something that the Lord gave you, and that's eternal. Amen. You love the Lord tonight. Amen. We appreciate Brother Joe, don't we? Amen. Let's appreciate Brother Joe. 